Welcome to They Might Be Librarians, a podcast of the Plainfield Guilford Township Library. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Hi everyone, we're glad to have you back. I am Lauren. Used to be Lauren M, but now I'm the only Lauren here. I uh, am the head cataloger and I purchase adult fiction. Hi everyone, I'm Joanna Sproul. I'm the liaison here at the Plainfield Library. Hi, I'm Chloe Timmons. I am the graphics and social media coordinator. And I am Maureen Lafferty, and I'm the services supervisor. All right, so it is June, and June is audiobooks month, so we are going to be discussing some of the things that we love about audiobooks. But before we do that, Maureen, is there anything going on in children's that you would like to tell us about? Sure. Um, so we're about three weeks through summer reading program as we're recording this, and it goes all the way through July 15th. So there's still plenty of times left, time left to um, sign up, register your reading, and all of that stuff. And then um, we also have our first Town of Plainfield Park story time coming up um, next week, June 28th. Um, so we're really excited about that. It's a new partnership for us with the Town of Plainfield Parks and Recreations um, Department there. Oh, that's cool. What time is that? Uh, 2 to 3 p.m. at Talon Stream Park. Which oh. is the one right by the Aquatic Center, if you don't know the park names. <laughs> <laughs> Joanna, what about you? Anything cool going on in the community? I have some outreach scheduled for this week, actually. I have several. I'm going to go to Franklin Park tomorrow to do uh, summer reading signups and library information also with some popsicles because it's so ridiculous oh my hot. goodness yes I know so I'm doing that tomorrow and then on Thursday um, going to Swinford Park same sort of thing um, and then Thursday evening I'm going to the shops at Perry Crossing they do a movie in their town square in the evening so it's kind of like a drive-in, but you bring your own chairs and everything. And oh, that's watch cute. Movie. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna be there on Thursday. Oh, fantastic! All right. So as we said before, June is Audiobooks Month, and the four of us that are gathered here are huge audiobook fans. Um, now, for a long time, you know, audiobooks seem to really, really be lagging because you had either cassette tapes or CDs, and you constantly had to change them out because Heck, some CDs, some audiobooks came with like 25 different CDs and changing it out could be a real pain. But smartphones have ushered us into what a lot of us are calling the golden age of audiobooks. It's so much easier and cheaper to now record audiobooks and it's getting out to the masses a lot more. And heck, some of the narrators are even carving out like huge careers for themselves. Uh, I don't know if any of you are familiar with Scott Brick. Nope. He he has his own production studio now. He started out just as an audiobook narrator, but as things have taken off, he now has created his own production studio and has narrated over 600 audiobooks. And he's not that old. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty prolific. So, um... One of the things that I would like to ask all of you, like when it comes to audiobooks, what are the types of books that you find yourself listening to more often? I'd like to, Maureen, you had said that you'd recently gotten into audiobooks, so I would really like to start with you on that one. 
Yeah. Um, so I think within like the last two years, I've really started listening to a lot more audiobooks. Um, for some reason, I just had kind of a block about it before that. Um, so for me, I think the narrator is really important. Um, if I, I feel like it doesn't fit the book, then I tend to just stop listening and, you know, read the book in print or something. Um, I really like listening to books I already read in print um, because I'm familiar with the story. So if I'm doing something else at the same time or if I'm driving, I don't have to give it my full attention. Um, but I've definitely noticed, like, as I start, as I've started to listen to more audiobooks, I have also kind of um, picked up books I haven't read before. Um, and in general, I really read a lot of sci-fi, fantasy, and mysteries, so those mm -hmm. are definitely my go-to genres. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like in a lot of ways, particularly sci-fi and fantasy, tend to um, really be helped by audiobooks, because mm -hmm. um, if you have a good narrator, they will do different voices for different characters, and it's not, like, always huge, but... You can tell the difference, and if you've got a book that's just packed full of characters, it's really easy to lose track if you're just reading. So being able to listen, mm -hmm. I think, makes it much easier. Yeah. What about you, Chloe? Um, so I usually listen to mysteries or, like, crime books, almost always fiction, um, I'm not a big nonfiction kind of person, but I really started listening to audiobooks probably around the same time as you, Maureen. Yeah. Um, and it was truly like, I know that this sounds dramatic, but it was <laughs> truly life changing um, because for years I could not read. Like, I just couldn't do it. I would sit down with a book and I'd just be reading the same page over and over and over and over. And it just, I, it couldn't keep my attention. And, um, but I used to read a lot when I was like in school. And so it was really disappointing that I couldn't read all of these books that I really wanted to read. I just couldn't focus. And I listened to like one audiobook and I was like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is what my brain needs. So I always need to be doing something else while I'm listening to an audiobook. Mm -hmm. Um, except I will say I <laughs> dog sat for Joanna and I just would sit on the couch and listen to the audiobook and just pet the dogs and just lay there. Well, that sounds lovely. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so I, I listen to mysteries and crime, some really gruesome stuff, but I have a about an hour commute total every day, so that's mm. where I get a lot of my best reading done, and it really makes the time fly, mm -hmm. so, and it's enjoyable and productive. Yeah. So. Cool. Joanna, is it true crime? No, actually, um interesting i'm listening to chloe and we're pretty similar mm -hmm. on the you know <laughs> listening makes a huge difference for me um i was thinking when did i first start listening to audiobooks i'm like when i was a kid like vacations we would do those vacation kits here at the library and mm -hmm. i would get cassette tapes and i would listen with my little walkman <laughs> you know three by the sea and you know it was such a magical thing i always listened to audiobooks as i was growing up now and i was like i didn't put it together till i was listening to chloe talking about it i was like i really have been set up for audiobooks 
from childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do love to read also, but I'm like Chloe, where it's hard to keep my attention. I also need to be multitasking. Mm-hmm. So um, I am a nonfiction gal, I think, um, when it comes to audiobooks. I'm trying to think if I've ever listened to... I have. I used to do a book club here at the library years ago, and I listened to books that were fiction at the time. But I'm definitely more interested in nonfiction. Um, Brain on Fire is one. Oh, yeah, that's yes, a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, Ten Days in a Madhouse is another good one that I've listened to. So, like, there's a little bit of mystery, true crime, science, mm-hmm. you know, um, investigative journalism that I really enjoy. Um, I'm also a huge fan of finance and I listen to a lot of books about managing money. I love money, you guys. <laughs> In case you didn't know, it's my thing. It's a weird thing I didn't realize till She last... doesn't mean she's greedy. No, no. <laughs> no she's... It's so ironic because I really dislike math a lot, except mm-hmm. I like the challenge of managing finances. Um, it's like a, an amazing puzzle and it's one I'm pretty good at and listening to other people and how they do their own, mm-hmm. um, is fascinating to me. Um, I listened to, let's see, Dave Ramsey's total money makeover, which I will tell you, I listened to that man with the biggest grain of salt on this earth. Um, so I don't take it all into, you know, sure. Yeah. But but I've learned so many things from these finance books and nonfiction. It's just, I learn so much better when I listen and when I'm mm-hmm. multitasking mm-hmm. than when I sit down and read. I just don't have the, the mm-hmm. patience otherwise. Yeah. I, uh, I got into audiobooks actually, um, kind of almost by accident, but, um, I started off in teen services when I first started working in libraries and, I was going to the schools at least once, if not twice a month, to do book talks, and I needed to know the collection to talk to the kids about it, but I also was continually doing prep for programs and having to test out crafts and things like that, so I needed to be able to read, but also I had so many other things that I had to do. So the, the easiest way for me to get through the collection was to listen to a couple of books that I was going to be book talking at the schools on audio. And then after I did that, I was like, why have I not been doing this my entire life? I just, and I'm like you guys, I do multitask. Mm-hmm. There are some times when I can sit down and read a book with my eyeballs. Um, like I, I prefer certain authors in print as opposed to listening to the audiobooks. But um, for the most part, yeah, I've got an audiobook going and I'm cleaning or I'm playing a game on my computer or I'm taking care of the cats or yes. just, you know, any, anything, just any chore mm-hmm. that I'm doing or any task, I, I've got an audiobook going. Sometimes even when I'm um, cataloging at work, I'll have an audiobook going at low volume. I was going to ask you if you <laughs> <Yeah>. do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. And there for a while, I was actually good enough to where I could read um, 
book reviews and listen to an audiobook at the same time. I've gotten out of practice of that since. That's but insane. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy for you, but that doesn't <laughs> it, No, it's, you're right. It's a little bit insane. <laughs> That's crazy. I um, am also able to listen to audiobooks pretty frequently when I work. Um mm-hmm. Unless I'm doing something where I actually have to think about, like, oh, what's a good caption for this? Or, like, how do I write this blurb? Um, But my job is a lot of just graphics and just making stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to... Like, like it requires my brain, but not the same part of my brain, I guess, that that I need to listen to an audiobook. And it's really, really... Um, a blessing. I love being able to mm-hmm. read while I work, but I don't have to keep my eyes on the book. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like really, really good. Yeah. I love it. I've uh, read some of my favorite books while I've been playing The Sims or yeah. Animal Crossing or cleaning, deep cleaning my fish tank, like just all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So. It's a really great way to pass the time. Mm-hmm. I love audiobooks. I feel like they're the unsung hero of literature. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like people, like, I feel like there's a little bit of a stigma about audiobooks almost. Like, some people tend to say, like, you, so you're not actually reading. Uh, yeah, a lot of people, well, I shouldn't say a lot. There are people out there that they're they're thought is that audiobooks are cheating because you're not mm-hmm. looking at the text. Which, maybe for them, it does feel like cheating because they'll get to the end of the book and they haven't absorbed it. Because, admittedly, I encourage everyone to try out audiobooks, Mm -hmm. but for those who, like, auditory comprehension Mm -hmm. is not their favorite thing, it's not their forte, it may be a little bit more of a struggle. So they may think, well, I listened to that whole book and I don't remember anything, but for me, I'll listen to a book and I'll be practically reciting it chapter and verse oh, yeah. to you. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's true. I don't know what <laughs> else to say. <laughs> and sometimes I feel like um, the audio version can make it possible for a person to actually read and enjoy a book. Because mm-hmm. I touched on this earlier with... Um, books that are packed with characters sometimes Mm -hmm. you need to listen to it on audio um my favorite example for that is beauty queens by libba bray have any of you read this book no i haven't heard of that one okay it's it's a little bit older um if i remember correctly it is available on hoopla but basically the the premise of this book is a plane full of beauty pageant contestants crash land on a hostile tropical island and they have to survive oh is that the one that has a cover where she's got like um the bandolier with the sticks yes okay i've seen that (laughs) there are uh, of all the survivors i think of all the contestants there i think like 13 or 14 survivors and um they all get their time to shine well, because there are so many characters, and it's not just the contestants that are a part of this story, it can get very confusing as to um, who is talking. And this is one of the jokes in the in the book, but there are four characters named Ashley. <laughs> you know, so again, it's, it's a joke, but if you've got the audio so you can hear the different voices, you get the joke, but then you also can still keep track. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And one of the weird things is this was recorded when it was more prevalent to put it on CD than um, on smartphones. So if you listen to it on audio, you get um, you get a little bit extra of a joke because um, when it goes to another another um, disc, it'll say something like disc two. <laughs> Isn't it cute how disc two always comes after disc one? You know, just little jokes like that that you won't get in the text. Yeah. Um, I have a really good example of that, too. So I recently read, um, I think it's called The Disaster Hearings of the Titanic. That is a nonfiction book. And it's the the transcripts of right after the survivors docked in New York, Mm -hmm. they were interviewed by the Senate, the U.S. Senate, Mm -hmm. which is weird, but... It was so interesting. It was like the audiobook was like a whole performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, every single character had a different voice actor, mm-hmm. and there were like mechanical sound effects of like, um, like Morse code or whatever that's called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it was just really interesting. And of course, they all had the old timey accents. I don't oh, know. Oh, the, that... um, is it transatlantic? Yes. Yeah. Like that, and it was just really interesting. It was so well done. It was like just listen. It was almost like um an old radio show, like how they used to do those like plays through the radio. Mm -hmm. It was like that. It was that's really interesting. It was very good, and oh my gosh, it was just so interesting. I'm a big Titanic fan, so that's (laughs) probably a prerequisite to enjoying the book. But Mm -hmm. it was just so well done. I loved it. That reminds me of American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Libby has a recording where it's just a multicast, and it is almost like a radio play. And on a personal level, like I would, I tried to read American Gods in print, and it wasn't that the book was not interesting me, but every time I would stop and go to bed, I would have the worst nightmare I've ever had in my life. It was always the same nightmare, too. So I'm like, okay, we're just going to set this to the side. Maybe I'll just never be able to read this book. And then um, I tried it on audio. No problems with nightmares. And I finally got to enjoy the book. Gotcha. So, yeah. But, Maureen, do you have any favorite, like, narrators? Oh, yeah. Um, So, oddly enough, um, I've read a couple of different books or listened to a couple of different books um, that have been narrated by Catherine Ho. Um, she does a lot of narration for, I think, Chinese author, uh, whether it's diaspora or from mainland China. Um, and she did the um, narration for Blackwater Sister by Zen Cho, who's one of my favorite authors. Uh-huh. Um, and this was a newer title I hadn't read yet. And I was just really struck by it because it did feel very much like Um, you and Chloe have been talking about that it was kind of this almost like performance that was very enthralling to listen to Mm -hmm. Um, and you know I could appreciate some of the like language choices and the dialogue better I think hearing it than I would have been able to on the page because it was in um, I think both Mandarin and the like native Malaysian so oh wow um, I was able to like hear what it would sound like instead of having to imagine it yeah myself mm-hmm. yeah 
So I've really liked everything I've listened to over here. She's a really good narrator. That's really cool. And what would, say your name one more time. Uh, Catherine Ho. Catherine Ho. Okay. Mm-hmm. Joanna? Yes. Do you have any favorite readers or? Oh, gosh. No. Um, I'm weird. I don't, like, keep track of narrators. I I don't know. If I hear one that I like, that it's really special and. You know, I enjoy it a little bit more, but um, I think I've only listened to one audiobook that had a narrator that just did not work for me, and mm-hmm. I could like, I tried so hard, and I just couldn't keep going, um, so I don't have, like, a special preference for what I'm hearing, but um, listening, I just wanted to touch on Chloe talking about the Titanic book and how it felt like, like a radio show and all mm-hmm. that. It just reminded me that... Going back to my childhood, um, I listened to Our Miss Brooks on cassette tape. Does anybody know that? I was going to say, it's so old. My dad listened to it when he was a kid. Um, Eve Arden. Anybody know Eve Arden? Yep. Okay. She, she was the principal in Greece. Yes, she was the principal <laughs> in Greece. And she's the main character in this radio show. show. Okay. And it was so awesome. Like, I fell asleep listening to this, to these cassette tapes. Like, I would just turn them over and turn them over and turn them over. Like, eyes shut, turn them over. I just, I don't know, this whole podcast is just making me really realize how much I love audio. And I'm kind of excited. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. That's all. I actually, I'm the, I am that nerd. I have like my top five readers. I do too. You do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to see how ours, ours compare. Um, like my number one is XE Sands. Uh, then Bonnie Turpin, January Lavoie, James Marsters, and Heather Wilds. I haven't listened to any of those. Oh. All of mine are different, I guess. Okay. Who are yours? So my top one, her name is Madeline Maybe. And she, I don't know what it is about her. It's, I, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's the way that she like curls the ends of the words. I don't know. Hmm. It's just an interesting, I just love her voice. It's like, just yeah. so good. Like a lilt, like a lilt at the end of the No, words? like no. it curl like, um. Like a blanket. Maybe. Kind of like, do you know how Courtney Kardashian talks? But no, no. okay, <laughs> sorry. Well, no. we might be a little too old for that. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's not like insufferable um, <laughs> the way that I'm sure most people would assume. But I don't know, just the way that she curls like her R's, uh-huh. like it makes them sound round. Like I don't know how else to explain that. Uh, I'm gonna have to listen to her. You're gonna but have to. she's she's really good. And then um, Taylor Jenkins Reid is the author um, for. She's a very prolific author. If you guys have heard of like the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, Malibu mm-hmm. Rising, Daisy Jones yeah. and the Six. Oh yeah. Um, so she's very prolific, and I'm pretty sure that she usually uses. I might be lying. Julia Whalen. Oh, I'm um, familiar with her. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Who, she is very she, good. Yeah, I can't remember if it's Taylor Jenkins Reid who uses her a lot, but one of somebody that I li- that I read a lot listen or uh, uses Julia Whalen a lot. I like her. Um, Karen Slaughter, the author, she usually uses Kathleen Early, mm-hmm. who I really like. Um, 
that's those are my top like three. Okay, I'm sure that there are others that I'm forgetting, but it's interesting that you said uh, that um, um, the first narrator. I'm sorry, her name just went Madeline. Maybe Madeline. Maybe how she like kind of curls. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite, Xe Sands. Uh, her voice to me is like a warm cup of coffee. Yeah. You know, it just tells like sometimes a sense will just be pinged by a voice. Mm -hmm. That's, that's how it is. And I just find it, I find her, her voice as like comforting and it just, it draws me in and wants to keep me, wants me to keep going. Like, like, like if I smell a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Like with Madeline, maybe she was one of the first, um, narrators that I, uh, listened to when I first started listening to audiobooks and I went like this is how much I love her I went to her website and I wrote down the titles of every single book that she's ever read wow. there's nothing wrong with and, that um, awesome. I just went through a phase where I just read only books mm-hmm. narrated by her mm-hmm. and oh my gosh it was amazing some of the best books I've ever listened to or read by her mm-hmm I love her. <laughs> I went I went through the same thing with uh, January Lavoie. Okay. I the first time I heard her read was when I uh, listened to The Diviners by Libba Bray. Big fan of Libba Bray. Um, and I was just it was it's a horror novel and there are a whole bunch of characters that require different voices, but the thing about her is when she's reading just her normal voice, it's or a normal character it's it's a very pleasant voice and like you just you just instantly like her mm-hmm. but when she was doing like scarier parts of the villain there was just like this subtle flip where it's still that same voice but it's very sinister wow i know that's and like so, talent yeah and so i wanted to like i, I would like i want to hear more of what you do mm-hmm. and i discovered actually quite a few really fun things because of her uh, if you listened to our last podcast where we discussed Star Wars, I talked about um, the uh, Star Wars retold as Shakespearean plays, mm-hmm. and she, um, January Lavoie, voices all of the female characters. And I actually hadn't really intended to um, to listen to any of the books or read any of the, the retellings as in Shakespeare, but when I saw her voice attached to it, I'm like, sure! And I loved the whole thing. Loved the whole series. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I really like that sense of audiobooks that they can be kind of unexpected sometimes. Um, one that I listened to recently is The Raven Tower by Anne Leckie, which I had read before and loved, but it's kind of a very unusual narrative and narrative structure. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't sure how it would be as an audiobook. And the person who narrated it, whose name I'm completely blanking on, um, just really brought it to life and sold it in a way that like made me appreciate the book itself and the story even more. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really like that. Um, But going back to our favorite narrators for a second, I forgot one. Um, I listened to, I think last summer, Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Wall Kemmerer. It's a nonfiction book, which is not normally my thing with audiobooks Mm -hmm. um, because I like to be able to kind of flip back and forth and look at footnotes and stuff. But I listened to this one. It's kind of a look at ecology from the perspective of an indigenous professor of ecology. So Mm -hmm. it's a really, really fascinating subject. And the author reads 
the book. And so these she's weaving together like her scientific research and her family stories. Mm-hmm. So it worked so well because she had just had this like very natural cadence to it mm-hmm. that really felt like she was kind of welcoming you into her life and her um, experiences. So um, even though I don't know that I would normally go listen to every author read their own book, it really, really worked for that one. Well, especially for like a subject matter like that, where it really, in order to, even though it's fascinating, but in, in order to really get into it, it, you need almost somebody to foster that passion Mm -hmm. and who better to narrate that than the person who knows it yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah so are there any books that you have read but then you uh listened to them on audio and you thought that they like one way or the other either like skyrocketed into the stratosphere of improvement or just made it abysmal I have not, um, since to me they're kind of mutually exclusive, um, print versus audiobooks because I don't, I don't do one and then do the other mm-hmm. ever. Um, I'm always looking for my new favorite book. Yeah. So I don't really revisit old ones. Um, oh, okay. I'm sure I will eventually, like The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. That is, such a good book. Um, and then Verity by Colleen Hoover. I'm sure I'll end up reading those again, but, um, yeah, no, that's not something that I really do. So I'd love to hear (laughs) what you guys say. Well, for me, um, like I, I liked the Dresden file books. Mm -hmm. I thought they were, they were okay. You know, pleasant ish, you know, Mm -hmm. just, and, and admittedly, like, at the beginning, you know, when I was reading it in print, they were still trying to get, like, Jim Butcher was trying to get his feet under him as far as what the series was going to be. Mm-hmm. But then around book four or five, after the series had found its footing, I started listening to it on audio. And all but one of the books in the series are read by James Marsters, who's best known as Spike from Buffy. And I am always on the edge of my seat. You know, the, the, the print books are perfectly fine. They are serviceable. I, there's nothing really wrong with them. But when I listen to them on audio, I am just so immersed and just so drawn to everything. And I just hang on every word. Even if I'm listening to it at double speed sometimes, I'm still hanging on every word. I think that a big benefit of audiobooks is that you get to hear the emotion and the tension between Mm -hmm. the characters and um, even the narrator. And it's just like a lot of the books. So a lot of them by like Karen Slaughter, for instance, which I read a lot of um, the narrator will, if, if it's an action scene, she'll read super fast. She'll be like, and then blah, 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 yes. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it just, it gets your heart racing. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is just such a fascinating way mm-hmm. to be able to experience these works of art that these yes. books are like, it is just, it's enthralling. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Mm-hmm. There was one book and really the story in and of itself is actually very good. And I actually like the narrator. 
um, outside of this book, but uh, it's it's an older YA book called Rebel Bell by Rachel Hawkins. Have mm-hmm. you read the book, yeah. Maureen? Did you listen to it on audio? I did not. Okay, so Amy Rubinate is the narrator, and for every other character, she is great. In every other audiobook I've listened to that she's narrated, she's great, but the way she voiced the main character, I, like, instantly detested the main character. And that made it difficult for me to enjoy the book. The book itself and the story was pretty good. And, like, I had to, like, force myself to ignore the fact that I could not stand this main character. And I think, and I'm speculating here, so if Amy Rubinate is listening, please, I'm sorry, I mean no offense. (laughs) I almost think she hated the main character. And quite frankly, I don't blame her because she's kind of a she's kind of a detestable character in my opinion. But um, yeah, then I had a friend who um, she had read the print version only, and she and I had such different opinions. We thought, oh, maybe we're just that different as far as the characters that we like. But then she went and listened to the audiobook, and she's like, oh my, it is different. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, like I said, Amy Ruminate is a great narrator. It was just. That, that one little stumble or her own hatred of the main character mm-hmm. accidentally came through. I'm not sure which. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's partly that different people experience reading very differently. So, like, when I read a print book, I kind of hear or have some, like, almost auditory sense of the prose and the dialogue. Mm-hmm. So then if the narrator is making different choices, like whether or not they're a good narrator, a bad narrator, like mm-hmm. that doesn't matter. But if they're making a choice that doesn't feel right to me, then that can really kind of like turn me off of an audiobook. Mm-hmm. So I think depending on how you interpret, because, you know, an audiobook is kind of an interpretation or an adaptation. And so depending on what choices they make there, it can really kind of make or break it. Mm-hmm. Do you have any audiobooks that you guys just listen to over and over again? Anything by Agatha Christie. Oh, okay. They're just my comfort audiobooks. So if I'm like having a hard time sleeping or if mm-hmm. I'm doing something where I just, you know, have mm-hmm. a hard day, anything like that, I'll just listen to those over and over again. Okay. I don't. No. Okay. I mean, I don't re listen. No, I don't re listen either. Okay. I, um, if, if you guys know me, you all know my favorite authors, Jasper Ford. <laughs> I own every single one of his books on audio. I bought them through iBooks and I have them on my phone. And if I don't have any audiobooks checked out or if I'm just in the need of comfort like, like you, I just put those on and I just go through every book mm-hmm. and then, then, you know, I'll set it aside. I'll go on with what I'm doing. But I see myself going back every time. And I thought, you know, I might as well just purchase these. I'm going to use them. The only time that I've ever revisited an audiobook was um, earlier this year. I read a short story by Karen Slaughter called um, Blonde Hair, Blue Eyes, I believe. Or maybe it's Blue Blue Eyes, Blonde Hair. Um and I thought it was good. And then I read a different book of hers, like a full book called Pretty Girls. And then I was like a couple hours in. And then I was like, I think that that short story I read earlier this year was the prequel to that. 
that tells you what happened to the girl that the book is about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I paused the book I was listening to, and I went and re- rechecked that book out from Libby, oh, okay. the short story, uh-huh. listened to that, and then started the audiobook over from the beginning. Ah. Um, but that's really the only time, and that was just because I really, I was like, I need more information. Mm-hmm. So that was really interesting, because I had no idea that they were connected. Hmm. So... So do any of you, uh, for, the, for those of our listeners who are looking at getting into audiobooks, do any of you have any advice on like maybe what books to start with or narrators to start with, anything like that? I think that you should start with a book that you're really excited to read. Find one that really ticks all of the boxes, has good reviews. Um, I use Goodreads a lot. I will say that some of the best books I've ever read have horrible reviews on Goodreads. <laughs> so, but nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. from my experience, I feel like the Goodreads reviews are pretty accurate. Um, and... Yeah, so I think in order to get into audiobooks, it's got to be, your first one has got to be something that you are just absolutely excited to read and that Mm -hmm. you know you won't want to put down. Um, And hopefully, I hope that like once you pick that book, the narrator, you vibe with the narrator, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, but that's my best advice for like getting started. Um, of course, an easy way to get started without worrying about financials is Libby or Hoopla. Correct. Um, yeah. I, once I realize that I'm like a big audiobook listener, I also do have Audible. Um, I have a yearly membership, and whenever a book is either going to take way too long to get to me and I'm not ready to wait for it Mm -hmm. um, on like Libby or if we don't have it and I don't want to bother with it and I want to start reading it right now rather Mm -hmm. than submit a purchase request, I'll go in through Audible and listen that way. So, um, but a no cost version is definitely check out what your library has. Um, I think, having a sense of like what you already like to read. So Mm -hmm. if you're not a big mystery person, trying to listen to a mystery audiobook probably isn't going to do much for you. So if you start with something that kind of like Chloe said, you're really excited about, you know you'd like to listen to, um, the next book in a series you already enjoy, something like that, I think that's a really good idea. Um, But one thing that's really nice in Libby is that you can, if you find a narrator you like, you can click mm-hmm. on their name mm-hmm. and it will take you to everything that they have yes. that's available. So I do that a lot, too, if there's somebody who I really like their narrative style. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes, you know, you just want to listen to somebody who you kind of trust to, mm-hmm. yes. to read well. So Similar advice is what you guys said. Um, coming from the nonfiction world of audiobooks I'd say find something that you want to learn about and look through and see what there is I Libby and Hoopla are the ones that I use um but yeah just find something you want to learn about well I'm going to break the mold here a little bit I actually have uh two narrators that I think if you're looking to get started they are actually really good to start with because they well, they, they have their own little things that they do that I think make things easier. Um, I had mentioned Bonnie Turpin and Heather Wilds as two of my favorite readers. 
One of the things I love about Bonnie Turpin is she reads everything. She does nonfiction. She does mystery. She does romance. She does biography. She does um, other genre fiction. She does women's fiction, literary. I mean, she's, she's done everything. She won um, the top award for audiobooks with her debut work. Like, wow. she's just she's just on it. And so I think if, like, if you're not really sure even necessarily what you might want to be reading, like what topics or what genre, starting with her voice, I think would be really good because it's it's a very pleasant voice, which I know it can be subjective, but it, it really is. It's very pleasant. It's got a bit of a soothing quality, but not one that lulls you to sleep, one that makes you relaxed enough to listen. And I that's probably one of the greatest gifts I think uh, an audiobook narrator can have. The other one, the other gift is what Heather Wilde has, and it's that she can do so many different accents. Her normal accent is just a, a generic British accent, but she narrates um, the Annalee Huber uh, Lady Darby mysteries, and like, she has to do different regional English accents, different Scottish accents, Irish, French, and they're all so different and they sound to my American ear very accurate. I know she's done a couple of different American accents as well, not just generic American, but like a Southern accent and then um, like a um, Northern Plains accent and stuff like that. So if you need to like see how well you handle different voices and different accents, she's a really good place to start because there's just so many factors that go into what can work for you and what can't. Oh, yeah. And so I think those two narrators would probably be a pretty good place to start um, just, to, just to get your feet wet. Yeah, the, the accent thing is very interesting because I if I start listening to an audiobook and it's in really, sorry, anything other than um, just a normal American accent, any variation of an American accent, I'm immediately like, ooh, am I going to like this? Mm. I don't know why, and I wish I wasn't like that, but there there are a few audiobooks that I've read or listened to um, that have, you know, a British accent or something, mm -hmm. and I've been able to get through them, but there are some that I'm just like, I can't do this, mm -hmm. I, and I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I just, so that is a very good recommendation, mm -hmm. I think, to really see what you like and don't like, because mm -hmm. I'd hate for somebody to start listening to their first audiobook and it and it be something like that where mm -hmm. it's just an accent turn off, not an mm -hmm. audiobook's altogether turn off. Mm -hmm. I'd hate for them to perceive that as an audiobook's turn off. Yeah. Um, something else that I wanted to mention is that um, going back to um, like finding an audiobook that you're excited to listen to. Um, you will be hard pressed to find a book that you want to read that has not been recorded as an audiobook. I, you know, it's knock true. on wood, it is true. <laughs> I have not come across a single book that I wanted to read, even books that aren't even out yet that have not already been recorded. Like when I pre-order a book, the audiobook comes out the exact same day that the print version comes out. Mm -hmm. And that is something phenomenal. So, um, if you want to go the route of, um, if you want to go like Lauren's route of, of finding a narrator that you like, perfect, do that. Um, 
if you want to find um, a book that you really want to read, I guarantee you, you will be able to find the audiobook. So, and your library will have it, probably. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> Our library has like everything. So, well, we should probably end it there before we end up. Um breaking a microphone or something for going on so long. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to us. Again, this is They Might Be Librarians, a podcast of the Plainfield Guilford Township Public Library. You can find us on Spotify or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you. Thank you.